0: Welcome to From Fear to Fire: Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hanson O'Neill. I am your host as always. Today's quote is by Meghan Markle: "Women don't need to find a voice; they have a voice, and they need to feel empowered to use it. And people need." be encouraged to listen. We have an amazing guest for you today. Bobby Carlton is the founder of Carlton PR and Marketing, Innovation Nights, and Innovation Women, or as she calls them, the day job, the night job, and the dream job. I love that. Carlton is an entertaining, tell it like it is speaker who speaks extensively and passionately about public speaking and how it can be the driving force behind career growth and business success. Bobby, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And I hadn't heard that Meghan Markle quote before. That's Isn't terrific. a
0: good one? I liked it. Yeah. So, you know, I gave just a very, very brief bio for someone who has extensive experience and wisdom. Is there anything that you'd like to add that you think would be helpful for our listeners?
1: You know, I I talk about the day job, the night job, and the dream job, three separate companies. Uh, But during the pandemic, I actually added in two additional companies. So Mm -hmm. I have a service for public speakers called My Speaker Leads that I bought during the pandemic. And I also am the publisher and editor-in-chief of Lioness Magazine. So kind of added on to the already crowded agenda, but it's not just me, it's a team.
0: So we're good, right? Exactly. And I love that because when, when things are um, crazy and chaotic, like they have been, you found need a way to better support your people. And I love that expansion is good. Sometimes when, when we are uh, feeling the pressure of something like a pandemic so you know a Absolutely. lot of people can can do that and i'm glad that you did so you are very comfortable with public speaking um so was it always that way no oh. <laughs> tell me what happened tell me the story
1: so when i talk uh, about my my background you know i'm a i was a corporate public relations person for many years. I headed up global PR at a couple of big enterprise software companies. And it was my job to get other people on stage, not me, not myself. Uh, But when uh, the Great Recession hit in 2008, I ended up going out on my own and becoming an entrepreneur and running my own company. And at the time, social media was young. And when I created the night job, Innovation Nights, it's an event, a monthly event that helps startups get more visibility and connect with their local community. And I have to admit, I went into that first event, that first night, never thinking about the fact that I would have to be the MC, uh, doing public speaking. And I was quite literally a hot mess. Um, <laughs> It was terrible. And of course, you know, we we promote Innovation Nights as public, uh, as social media powered events. And so everybody's got their smartphones out and their cameras and taking video and pictures. And I'm like, oh, those are really horrible pictures of me. And oh, look at that video of me sweating through my clothes. I'm so nervous. (laughs) So seeing all of that. So hard to ignore evidence of how bad I was on stage made me say, Oh, I need to apply my presentation training skills to myself. And I did. Uh, You know, Innovation Nights ran for 135 monthly events before the pandemic got us. Mm -hmm. And every time I stepped kind of out in front of an audience, I had to think through what I was doing and get better and practice my skills and, and go to school really for myself. Mm. So over time, I became much more comfortable with it. And, you know, really did show me that the best thing we can do for public speaking is practice, practice, practice.
0: Uh, you know, isn't that the truth? And I, I love that you start with this. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, right? But but I love that you start with this because the reality is the majority of the people feel exactly like you felt. Yeah. So, you know, it's speaking is such a common fear. Is there, is there a tip, a suggestion that you have for how other people that might be experiencing that can, I don't want to say get over it, but what, what can they take away to, to be better?
1: You know, we have so many different strategies that uh, we help people understand so they can pick the ones that are right for them. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some people who feel very comfortable on stage, uh, generally extroverts. And I usually say I'm more focused on the introverts because those are the ones that perhaps are a little less comfortable on stage. Notice I didn't say they aren't as good. They may Ah. just be not as comfortable naturally on stage. I'm a firm believer that introverts need to become public speakers because we need them. Mm -hmm. Introverts are often fabulous public speakers when they get comfortable with the idea because Mm -hmm. introverts tend to prepare, whereas an extrovert might be more inclined to, let's say, wing it.
0: <laughs> I and don't know. What winging you're it. About. Wow.
1: <laughs> winging it isn't as good as you might think, even if there are an extrovert. So, being prepared, practicing is such an important key to public speaking and understanding that you're not alone. Like if you have the whole butterflies in the tummy and little bit of extra moisture on the brow, you are not alone. Lots of other people feel the same. Mm-hmm. So just understand that even professional speakers get nervous. They've learned to harness the butterflies and think of it more as excitement than nervousness, but it happens to
0: everyone. That is true. That is true. Now, I just want to be clear that this is not, we're not necessarily talking just to people who want to be professional speakers. We've got yeah. a lot of listeners here that are leaders that are perhaps climbing the ladder, corporate ladder or maybe entrepreneurs that want to get their message out there more effectively. And so I know that you work with people as well that are that are not public speakers that they they consider themselves that as a profession, but they're professionals. And so talk to us about how and why speaking can be so important for someone's career.
1: You know, that is such a great point. I think that we do tend to focus more on what I see as the traditional professional public speakers. You know, we've all heard the stories about celebrities and politicians who now make a living doing public speaking. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody knows Michelle Obama and she's amazing Mm -hmm. and she gets paid big bucks to step out on a stage. Mm -hmm. But public speaking is so important for everyone, no matter what their business or career is. Public speaking, when you're comfortable with it, helps demonstrate your your confidence and your competence uh you make connections every time you get out on stage and it's not just the people in the room if you think about a conference or an event when they start marketing they're marketing their speakers Mm -hmm. and for many conferences particularly professional conferences They're not hiring the big bucks public speakers. They are bringing in people who are considered experts in their industry. And when you step on stage, you're considered an expert. Mm -hmm. Public speaking drives your credibility. It helps you be seen as a thought leader. It can be so important to your career or to your business growth.
0: I completely agree. So I'm so glad that we're on the same page there. And for those of you who are thinking, "Mm, hmm, maybe I do need to uh, think more about how I can get out there, keep listening because Bobby is a fantastic resource. Now, I uh, would love to know specifically about what made you decide to start Innovation Women? Because it's a speakers bureau specifically for women, and I think that that can be really powerful now. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I started Innovation Women, I started thinking about it in 2014, and I ran a crowdfunding campaign campaign. To get the money to hire developers to create the platform. Yeah. And then we launched it in 2015. And it really all stemmed from my own experiences. Uh, number one, probably the first 20 years of my career when I was working with high tech executives and helping them get on stage, I suddenly looked back and realized there were no women in that group Ooh. for many years. It was all what I call the male, pale, and stale group, (laughs) the the same four old white guys. And if you've ever spent any time at industry conferences and events, you do tend to see the same people over and over again. And it's incredibly hard to break through. Mm -hmm. And especially if you are not what people think of as the usual suspects, the usual suspects are almost universally older white men. Mm -hmm. because they look the part and they look the part because two thirds of all conference speakers are men. So Mm -hmm. that leaves women out of so many incredible career and business opportunities, but we have created a vision of what we expect to see on stage Mm -hmm. and what we expect to see on stage keeps perpetuating that you know what what you get are the same people again and again because speaking begets speaking Mm. the more speaking you do the more speaking you will do because you get chosen because again you're seen as that expert you're seen as the credible person Mm -hmm. and so you get more opportunities and more and more And by the way, when we're working with event managers and conference organizers, you know, at first when I started doing this, people told me the same thing. You know, women turn down these opportunities. I invite them. They turn them down. Hmm. I'm like, really? Oh, come on. That's I'm like, that's a myth, you know, like and then I found out like enough event managers told me and I talked to enough women and they would say the same things. I'm like. Are we creating this problem or does it actually exist? Mm -hmm. What I discovered is there are real reasons women turn down speaking invitations. Number one, they are more likely to work for smaller companies. They're more likely to work part time. You know, it's hard to get away if you are only working three days a week and going to a conference requires three days. You really want to be out of the office like a whole week just to go and speak at an event and you're working for a smaller company. There might be no one to backfill for you and maybe no one available to uh, sign the check that puts you on a plane and gets you to that conference. And let's face it, women are still more likely to be responsible for kids and home. And it's super hard to be the morning keynote if you've got to put little Johnny on the bus at 8 a.m. You've got other things going on. Women often turn down opportunities because they're busy. You know, They're doing other things. And speaking of busy, remember I said earlier, speaking begets speaking. Well, same thing happens to women. You get the usual suspects among women mm-hmm. and they keep getting asked over and over and over again. So they start turning down opportunities because they have other opportunities. Yeah. So that whole, you know, 50% of women turn down speaking opportunities while 90% of men say yes. Mm-hmm. It, it it happens. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons why. I totally got far off the track, didn't I? No, no,
0: no. I think it's important. I'm okay with not staying on the track. We'll rein you back in when we need (sighs) to, but this is important information um, because it leads to why, what motivated you to to start Innovation Women and what are some of the, the resources that you offer through Innovation Women to help them to be able to capitalize on some of these opportunities?
1: I started Innovation Women because at first when I noticed the big lack of uh, women on stage I started helping people out you know I was like oh I can make connections I have this this thing called Innovation Nights where we help launch over 1500 new products I have access to all these female entrepreneurs I can help them and I'm helping local event managers And then I realized, oh, God, this is another full time job. You know, I I don't need another full time job. I have two of them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, if I make a self service platform where the event managers can go in and and put in topic and industry and they can connect directly with the speakers, I don't need to get involved. I can just let them connect directly. And that's, by the way, not like a traditional speakers bureau. Mm -hmm. Number one, a traditional speakers bureau will only work with people who get paid to speak. We work with people who are speaking for visibility. We do work with professional speakers as well. And we work with people who are like me. Like I get paid by some corporations and some universities to come in and do presentations and speeches. But I also speak for visibility in order to kind of further the innovation women mission, because Mm -hmm. it's a mission. Mm -hmm. More women on stage will lead to things like pay equity. Mm -hmm. It'll lead to respect and it'll lead to getting women seen in the light. They should be seen as, as leaders and experts and, and thought leaders Mm -hmm. without getting on stage We can't impact all these other things, all these other inequities. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when I started, I was very focused just on the gender issue, Mm -hmm. but there are other kinds of people. And I usually tell people we've got about 2000 really awesome female speakers and a handful of really secure male allies. (laughs) So we do open it up to, to men. We also uh, welcome anybody who's been marginalized, who is not seen in great numbers on stage, because public speaking is so important to that.
0: I I agree completely. And I love your mission. And I think it is very, very important, which is why we why we're having this conversation right now Thank to get you. more people to understand <laughs> why this is important. So I mean, overall, what do you think that the pandemic did to the industry the speaking industry and and maybe even specifically your business.
1: Yeah, you know, at first events, oh my goodness, you know, event managers really only had three choices when the pandemic hit. You could cancel all your events, which for a lot of them like this is how they made a living. You could postpone somewhat indefinitely. Or you could go online. And that was the choice that a lot of people made. And we all became so much more comfortable in front of a camera, in webinars, in webcams. Like, it really did change the industry overall. It also made it possible for speakers to continue doing what they were doing. So we made a lot of changes inside Innovation Women. Uh, One of the things is we have a database of speaking opportunities or what the industry calls calls for speakers or requests. And we allow our members to actually filter by, is this in person? Is this online or is this a hybrid event? Mm -hmm. And that allows the speakers who are still not comfortable going out and standing on a stage or mingling with a crowd, the opportunity to say, I'm just going to focus on the online opportunities. But it really made such a massive difference for so many speakers who suddenly don't have to get on a plane Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you think about it, it expanded the universe. I no longer... I'm going to limit myself to local events because I can speak anywhere in the world from the comfort of my own home office. So we have speakers all over the world and we also have speaking opportunities all over the world that are being done remotely. Uh, One of the other things that we did is we partnered with a company called Answer Stage to allow our speakers to create virtual speaker sizzle reels. Mm. because a lot of the speakers had video of themselves on stage. You know, it's a traditional tool for somebody who's doing public speaking. And this allowed them to say, I'm not only great on stage, I can also interact with a camera. I also know how to work a microphone. I have the technology and the technology prowess. In order to be a speaker remotely. And not everybody can do it. So some people are like, this is not me. I'm getting out of the business. Other people are like, I can do this and I am good at it. Yeah.
0: You know, one of the things that i love about our conversations so far is that you have this mission but then you're constantly looking to evolve and provide additional resources and tools for the people who can benefit most from this mission right so i I love that. I think that that's what we need to do right now. And you talk about change. So I'm going to get, so I, I apologize because I did not tell you that I'm going to do this, but I have this idea. I really want your thoughts on one. I'm going to give you a choice. So I have two missions that I'm super passionate about right now. So I'm going to give you a choice of which one you'd like to comment on. Okay. So one has to do with change and it has to do with helping individuals and organizations through what will be the the biggest norm right now. And that is the changing times. Or the other one is in finding humanity. How can we incorporate humanity more in our business world? So do you have a preference as to which one you'd like to comment on? I, I am wired for
1: change.
0: Okay. Okay. Like, so- it, it's like the minute <laughs> you
1: say that, I'm like, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's great that's great i don't know what the second one
1: was but because the minute you said change i'm like
0: yes i saw your (laughs) eyes were lighting up she was getting all energized she was leaning forward okay so for those listeners out there who are going through change which is uh, everyone uh do you have any suggestions any tips for them any thoughts that that you'd like to to share with them oh my gosh i
1: feel like this applies to so many of our speakers Mm-hmm. you know and the people who come through innovation women some of them are building speaking businesses mm-hmm. and they come to us because they know we offer number 1 access to other public speakers and by the way that's really unusual like a lot of speakers are very secretive and they don't share their um their secrets just because it's such a competitive business. And I feel like public speaking is one of those areas where it's highly negotiated and it's a little bit of a black box. So, which usually means women don't do well. Mm. And that's something that I wanted to change. It was very much a let's open up, let's talk openly about these things and let's assemble a group of people who will help each other. Mm. Uh, We have a Friday morning Zoom chat that has literally been going on since the beginning of the pandemic and we call it Speaker Friend Friday and we share those things that most speakers don't share. Mm -hmm. And that, that ability to share information and make other friends in the industries, peers and near peers, maybe somebody who's just one half step ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Like that has been, I feel like the key to innovation women's success. Yes, absolutely. We've brought in thousands of event managers who want to make sure that they are creating diverse and inclusive events and showcasing it on stage is one way to do that. But we've also brought in speakers, professionals, and people who want to be professionals who are sharing what they've learned. Mm-hmm. And that has been just, I think, the key for all of these people who are looking to do this as something new. I feel like the speaking world really focuses so much on the fear factor yeah. that they don't spend enough time focusing on the friend
0: factor, have oh. a friend, work together. Oh, I love that. I love that. That That might end up on your quote graphic because that's really good. <laughs> um, but one of the reasons that I was drawn to you and to Innovation Women was exactly what you're just talking about, because I, I my personality, I believe in an abundant mentality. And I do think that in general, um, there is a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of holding back and, and, when i work with speakers or or clients or friends or anyone it's how can we collaborate how can we work together how can we help each other how can we lift each other and that's one of the things i really love that you're doing at innovation women so bobby how about if anyone out there is saying hmm how can i find out more about bobby about innovation women what what can i do can you share with them how they can reach you Absolutely. I always tell people number one, I am very (laughs) Googleable.
1: I am easy to find, but innovationwomen.com, come join us, check us out. I mean, we have so much in the way of freely available to anyone resources. Innovation Women is a membership organization for the speakers. Uh, Speakers pay $120 a year. Event managers can come and use the platform for free to connect with thousands of speakers. But innovationwomen.com, just come, like, look at the resources, look at the articles. We have a weekly newsletter, tutorials, webinars. It's all available for you because the more women I get on stage, the better off we are. That two thirds number. I actually did a bunch of math using information from a company called Bizabo Mm -hmm. and Bizabo in 2019 looked at something like five or six years of data. And they said, okay, 60,000 speakers, two thirds of them are men. And I went, okay, so that means I need to get 2,500 additional women on stage every month in order to achieve gender equity on stage.
0: Ta-da. Oh. That's my mission. I love that. I love that. And for you listeners, I'm going to give you a little tip. Bobby was very generous. And in the show notes, you're going to find um, a discount code called fear to fire, where you can get um, $20 off of, if you decide you all capital letters, all capital letters, we'll put it in there, make it nice and easy (laughs) for you. Thank you for that, Bobby. Okay. It's time. It's time for those final parting words of wisdom. What would you like to make sure people leave with today?
1: Oh, I feel like I need to tell people, don't listen to anybody who tells you public speaking is scary. Okay. Hmm. Seriously, you can do this. And there are speaking opportunities for everyone at every level. I actually have a term for it. I call it the speaker's paradise. And if you think about it, Like Eventbrite sold tickets to more than 4 million events last year. There are 50,000 individual TEDx talks. Um, Meetup has something like 300,000 meetings a month. And then there's 92,000 professional organization in the U.S. So if you put it all together, it really is a paradise for speakers. People are looking for you and your expertise, and it is so good for your career or your business.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. Now I'm confused, Bobby, as to what to put on your quote graphic because you keep giving us good stuff. So, uh, thank, you, <laughs> thank you so much for your time and wisdom. Listeners, thank you. If you loved the show or if you know somebody out there who is just rocking and rolling, needs to get that voice out there more, send the show to them. Let them listen. Let them connect with Bobby as well. So, everyone, wishing you a wonderful week.